out there, bibliophiles, and welcome back to another episode of Drew Archives in 10. I'm Andrew Salvati, adjunct professor of media and communications here at Drew University, and I'm in the archives once again with Candace Riley, manager of special collections. Candace, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm happy it's spring. <laughs> yes, I'm happy it's spring too, and what a wonderful day it is outside. It is beautiful. The birds are chirping, the sun is out, the rain has stopped. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the rain has stopped. That's that's a, a key part of this. And we are inside in the archives. Nice but and safe. That, that's fine. We can see the nice day outside. Yeah. Uh, and Candace, we're joined by a special guest. Would you like to introduce her? Sure. So listeners, we are joined by one of the best student workers of all time. Um, her name is Becca Safi, and I've got to work with Becca, which feels like forever. Um, since I've been here, I feel like I've known Becca, which is almost, uh, how long has it been? Three or four years? Yeah, like four years. Four years. So basically the entire time I've been at Drew, I've known Becca. We've done work on exhibits together. She's done so much in the collection, but I'm going to let Becca tell her story. So Welcome, Becca. Take it away. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I started working here my freshman year. Um, my DSEM actually came into the archives. I took the uh, DSEM on Hamlet, and we came in for the first time, and I just fell in love with the place, and I immediately, right after the class, went up and asked if there were any internships or volunteer positions available, and um, Brian, who was here, he's since moved on to Princeton, and Candace told me that they were actually looking for student workers, and the rest is history. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you weren't actually born here. No, it feels like it. <laughs> yeah. And it's going to feel like we're missing a big part of our building when Becca oh, leaves. Yeah. Um, because Becca's graduating this spring. Um, she's moving on to graduate school, which is very exciting. Uh, do you want to tell them a little bit about where you're going and kind of the experiences that have led you there? Yeah, so I'm going to be a master's student in the Department of Near and Middle Eastern Civilizations at the University of Toronto this fall. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, thank you. And it's funny because some of my uh, experiences at Drew and specifically in the archives have kind of led me to that decision. Uh, we have quite the extensive collections. We cover a lot of area. And um, I'll always remember, I think it was the second or third time I was here, there was this book that we had pulled out, or Candace and Brian had pulled <laughs> out, and it was called Picturesque Egypt, and it's a two-volume set, and it goes through this British man's journey through Egypt, and it's all these different lithographs and, like, all these beautiful pictures, and I was always interested in, like, the Middle East ever since I was a kid, but just, like, being able to see stuff like that made me realize that that was really what I wanted to continue to do for the rest of my life. <laughs> oh, that's so great. That's such a great story that you have, you know, that one text that sort of spoke out to you and had so much of an influence on on the direction of your life and your career. Yeah, that, I mean, she keeps returning to it, too, which is kind of beautiful <laughs> and poetic. Yeah. Because, um, like, she'll go up and she'll, like, like, oh, yeah, those are all the other books on Egypt, and it gets excited, or she'll, like, talk about it with other students. Like, I had no idea this was here. So it's really fun to see how students, when they kind of find that passion or find that object, they'll be like, did you see this? This is amazing. <laughs> and that's how the word spreads around here. So for Becca, it was Picturesque Egypt. It goes by Roberts. Mm -hmm. And then it's been history with Becca doing everything from... She worked with me very closely on the Plague and Piety exhibit. Okay. So we co-curated that together, which was last autumn. Right. And so she's done really everything. I've thrown her to all different time periods. <laughs> I've kept her away from Egypt. <laughs> um, but I think it's 
gotten her even more into history, if I'm not mistaken, just kind of like working with objects and artifacts. It's been a passion. At least I think it has been. I see, I see that from you. And I've got to teach Becca in like three classes I think I've done now. Yeah. So. So is there an aspect of Egypt that you want to focus on specifically? So um, I particularly look at some of the later parts of ancient Egypt and going into like the Levant region. So okay. like Sy- modern day Syria, Israel, and Jordan and looking how culture has been transmitted from Egypt to these other places in the Middle East. So you see like um, little statues of these different deities that are typically Egyptian and how they move throughout the Middle East, but even into deeper into Africa. So oh, cool. that's what I like to look at. <laughs> and you've seen then in like our elephant folios of our ancient Egypt texts, like the Roberts or then the Napoleonic expedition, like they have images too of like those little deities as well. So it's, it's kind of cool to see like your interest then come back to the books and then the books bring you back to more work. It's research, right? <laughs> yeah. Always researching. <laughs> what has been, um, so that's probably your favorite book in the collection or do you have another one? I mean, that was like maybe your first dabble into the collection. Is there another book that speaks to you? I always love to look in the Nuremberg, even though I'm not, like, particularly interested in medieval studies. It's okay. You don't have to be. (laughs) No. (laughs) It's just, it's such a beautiful book. And in the class that I took with you about, like, book production, Mm -hmm. learning how the book was even created and all the time and energy that went into putting it and, or creating it and um, all the different processes and people that left their mark on the book throughout mm-hmm. history was just so interesting. And I would have never thought that I would have been interested in that. Right. And I, I think that's what kind of happens with special collections or like working with artifacts or just like, I didn't know I was interested in this until I encountered this item and over this artifact. And for me that, that happens just like, I'm like, Oh, I'm a medievalist. I love the medieval period. But then I may see something. And I was like, wait, do I also love Victorian art? <laughs> <laughs> and then I, it's hard. I mean, I'm sure the same thing, Andrew, you find yourself research interests ebbing and flowing. Yeah, sure. And then all of a sudden you discover the language of flowers and and a whole new world opens up. Right. It's crazy how this happens. Um, have you been going back to the language of flowers ever since our last episode? Uh, you, yeah, I, you know, I found uh, a a web page that looks like it hasn't been updated since 1995 nice. that had a, a sort of full uh, inventory of flowers and their meanings. Um, and I spent a little bit of time. Will you be crafting a spring, spring bouquet with you, the language you know, of flowers? You know, I might. Flowers are so expensive. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> right, right. In, in my mind, I do. In yeah. my mind, yeah. Make a nice, like, Hallmark card online with it. <laughs> Um, yeah, so the Nuremberg Chronicle, going back to one of also my favorite books, and we've talked about that in season one, I think, of this yeah, podcast. I think it was even the premiere episode. It could have been. It is, I should know our podcast it's a little okay. bit better I, than that, but yeah. It's a favorite book by many, and I think it's it inspires many people then to come back to the archives. So that's kind of a really great book to kind of introduce people to. And then the Egypt books as well. I think I'm going to have to bring them out more now if it inspired you so much. <laughs> that I'll have to bring that out <laughs> to inspire more students in the future. And that could probably be an exhibit too, right? Uh, the staff, staff picks. Staff picks. <laughs> like a video do, store. Yeah. Um, oh, I had one more question for Becca. Kind of, oh, will you foresee yourself now working with objects or artifacts or books in the future because of your experience working oh, yeah, in special collections? Yeah, so um, at Toronto, there are some work-study opportunities that I was invited to uh, 
take a peek at. Uh, they have a really big archaeology lab there with uh, collections from like the digs that they have done as a department in the past. So definitely hoping to work in the lab, but they also have special collections at mm-hmm. the University of Toronto, pretty extensive collection. It's a very good collection. Yes. Yeah. But after working here, I can't really see myself pulling away too much from uh, the world of special collections. It was just such a great experience working here. So Glad to hear it. But I think it's also like when you get to work firsthand with primary source material, how can you then just like look at a scan of something online or then yeah. just a photo? It's just you've been spoiled by such an amazing collection here <laughs> that it's now going to make you keep going down that road, which I think is a good thing. Anything else you want to share? Are you are you happy you worked here for four years? <laughs> yeah, and it was so interesting because the first year and a half, two years that we were here, mm-hmm. um, just how much the experience has changed since then and then over COVID mm-hmm. and even now, like I feel like the building is coming more to life and is being included a lot more in some of the other activities that uh, Drew offers. Mm. So to have more students coming in and saying, hey, I really want to work here or being able to even explore the collections, I think is so great. Yeah. And I encourage anyone out there who's listening, if you're a Drew student and you want to work at the archives, reach out immediately and see if there's availability. Because as Becca can attest, once you start, you don't stop until you graduate. (laughs) (laughs) And so her spot is opening up and we already have someone taking it for the fall. It is... Goes quick. I don't even post it online because I don't have the time. So, but if you have a passion for history or objects, please reach out because... You can learn so much from learning how to watch the reading room, to do exhibit um, installation or curation, and then also just shelve books. But not the most exciting part, but a ton of different projects too that Becca has worked on from different collections, such as the Kane Digitization Project. I just, it's been so much over the years. <laughs> just such a great experience working here, like I said, and I think that. Anybody who is uh, lucky enough to have the chance to work here will get definitely some valuable skills that can be transferred across many different uh, career opportunities and even in your own career at Drew, like education-wise. There's definitely a lot of material here, so I would definitely recommend uh, stopping in and even just taking a peek. Well, thank you so much for that promotion. I feel like it's going to be a sound clip that we should have admissions use. Um, right. So thank you. I'm going to miss you so much when you graduate, and I want to hear all your updates about grad school. But you're always welcome back. Not paid work, but volunteer work in the archives. <laughs> Becca, it was wonderful talking to you. It was so nice to meet you, and good luck with your graduate career. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah. It was great speaking with you, too. It's been a pleasure. That's our show. To take a look at some of the materials we've discussed on this and other episodes of Drew Archives in 10, head on over to the Special Collections and University Archives website at drew.edu forward slash library forward slash S-C-U-A. You can also check out images of some of the materials at the Drew University Participatory Archives at dupaarchive.org. That's D-U-P-A-R-C-H-I-V-E dot org. There's a lot of great stuff there, and the collection is growing every week, so I hope you check it out. That's it for now. And remember, you can now find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. So if you like the show, give us a follow. 
If you love us, share us with a friend or consider leaving us a rating and review. We'd love to know what you think. So for myself, Dr. Andrew Salvati, and for Candice Riley, Manager of Special Collections, we will see you next time on Drew Archives in 10.